Hello there, and welcome to Wings of Fire, a fan wings discussion. I'm your host, Shore, as always, and in this episode, I will be discussing, well, I will be discussing the first 10 books, and I will be rating them, and as well, reviewing them. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. start the episode i've gotten one new email from matthew he reads that he likes my podcast he thinks it's cool and also that he wants me to come on his podcast and discuss book five with him so that would be great thank you matthew uh go check out matthew's podcast a fictional nerd and um also i've gotten listeners from all over the place uh america canada new zealand and most of all uh the united kingdom uh so thank you so much to everyone who's listening from all those places like it's great to know that people from all around the world is listening to my podcast right now um and yeah um i also got this idea this episode's idea from fraction jackson who has um answered my q a on one of the episodes i'm not sure which one it was uh, it was he answered that he sh- that I should buy the winglets quotet and then I should discuss and then I should discuss all the books and rate them and review them so I just thought since it's gonna take me a long time to do that it's gonna take me like a really 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 long time to read them because I'm a very slow reader um, I would do the first 10 books instead so hope you enjoy the episode remember most of this is just my honest opinion so if you don't agree with any of this just know that it's only my opinion and i'm not make trying to make any of you have an opinion i'm just telling you my opinion on the book you can have any opinion that you want so the first book we're going to be discussing today is the dragonette prophecy uh but this is where we get this is where we get to see um the four main dragonettes, um, well, the five, sorry, uh, we get introduced to Clay, Tsunami, Glory, Starflight, and Sunny. Uh, the protagonist is Clay. I mean, we probably already know this stuff. Um, the story mostly teaches us about Skywings, because they spend a lot of time in the Sky Kingdom. Afterwards, it teaches us about Mudwings a lot as well, because we get to learn about how, uh, Clay's brothers and sisters sort of live their life and how mudwings live their life um so yeah towards the end we have this little bit where like clay really wants to join his brothers and sisters but he doesn't want to leave his friends so i just i just want to make like a what if scenario like if what if clay actually did go along with his brothers and sisters i wonder if he would get them all killed or if he would end up being a good big wings i'm not sure Um, I'll leave that in a question and answer for this episode. Um, so, yeah. Um, also, I think, I think this book is pretty good. I just think that they could put a bit more story than them just going for, like, there's sort of three main scenes in this book. The first is when they're in the, um, cave then the second is when they get captured by Scarlet and taken to her arena and they fight in her arena and the third 
is when they sort of leave the arena and they start um and they start and they start um you know being free and looking around like looking around the um the kingdoms they decide to go to tsunami's kingdom after they after clay meets his brothers and them so yeah i think that they could have maybe put a little more i know there's more scenes than just those um those three that i was talking about there's the scene where clay is in the um is in the underground river and he's swimming to try to find the thing there's a there's that scene where clay finds tsunami and they start flying there's that scene where um uh queen scarlet does it seem where queen scarlet comes up to them and is like don't steal my treasure so yeah there is more scenes but those are kind of the three big scenes that's just why i said that um so just so you know that i'm not i'm not like i'm not trying to like make the book seem bad it's a pretty good book i'll say that um and the next book is the lost air where we get introduced to the seawing royal family and we get to see what is in uh tsunami's mind we get to see that tsunami's a bit ferocious but she just she's ferocious to try to protect her friends like when she attacked that skywing um, because she thought he was trying to, um, call out, because he, he, th- she thought that he found Sunny and was about to either, you know, roar or call for help or something like that. Um, also, we get to see, uh, we get to see their, our first animus, we get to see Anemone, uh, so we get to see her do animus magic, and we get to see her um we get to see her like sort of we get to see her sort of save the dragonettes when they get put in that um in the I'm not sure what it's called the prison and we also we also get to see um the seawing royal family and how they sort of um how they how they work and how they do things um so yeah i think that's a pretty good book although i feel like they could have added a bit more than just the seawing royal family in that book because like it's literally all about just them going around the seawing palace and stuff um you know a good book has many scenes a good book has like one scene to the other scene to the other scene one scene one book like has a really good if one book has a lot of scenes then it's a good book like i feel like tui sort of realized that with her first with like the first three books of just making there about like five scenes all together um and that's why in my opinion that the second arc is a bit better than the first so The next book on this list is The Hidden Kingdom. This is where we get to, uh, this is where we get to see the, like, the rain wings, and we also get to see a glimpse of the desert as well, uh, and how Sunny reacts in the desert. Um, we get, I think this is a really good book, because like I said when I was discussing book two, that it has a lot of scenes, like, they're not just, they're not just sat there in the rainforest for the whole entire book 
they they go to other places as well um and at the end glory becomes queen and all of all of the dragons like really respect her and i will discuss what happens next in the next book we all know but i'm just recapping you on what happens so yeah the next book is book four um i i'm not exactly sure what happens much but i can tell you a little recap that so it all starts with starflight um he's dreaming about sunny the whole entire book he thinks of telling sunny his feelings and he does actually and towards the end of the book um so he's basically he's going around the night the night kingdom i don't think this is the best book because most of it just takes place in the night kingdom the rest takes place on a skywind on a like skywind patrol area and then a and then the rest and then it takes place in uh the rainforest as well but then they just go back to the night kingdom um i feel like the night kingdom maybe should have been I just felt like it was a bit of a gross book because you just got to see how unhealthy these dragons were and they all had like blood from their um they all had like blood coming from their nostrils and they're all skinny and thin and it just made me feel like oh I don't want to imagine this like this is not very fun to read so I I just say I'll just say that it's not the best book of all of them um so I just I don't really like this book that much, uh, just so you know. Some people might like this book, but I just, I don't really. The next book is book five, and book five is my favorite book of the first arc because we get introduced to Sandwings. We also get to see who is the, we also get to see who the, um, who becomes queen. We get a lot of, like, you know, that's, like, the finest, the finale of the, um, of the last, of the la of the first book arc, sorry, and Sunny, Sunny always seemed, um, like, weak and funny and excited in books, um, one, two, four, but then when you see her in book five, she has a totally different, personality like she's very she's real strong well she's not strong in like fighting but she's strong mentally like she doesn't let dragons like when what dra when dragons say something she doesn't let like the dragons like ruin her life just because they said something about the prophecy or something and she sunny is this little dragon she has a tail she has like she has no tail barb she has like a useless tail um, and she has fire, but, like, what's fire gonna do? And she basically saves the world, because literally most of the dragons were just, like, done with it. They didn't want to fulfill the prophecy. They just wanted someone else to do it. But Sunny was just like, no, I want to do something about this, because we kind of were trained for this, weren't we? Even if, like even if it's fake, like, we can still, we can still sort of, um, we can still save the world, just, 
just because the prophecy isn't real doesn't mean we can't save the world. And that's what she did, basically, because if it wasn't for Sunny, all the dragon, all the um, dragonettes would just be like, meh. There's no, there's no, like, point in saving the prophecy. We can't do anything about it. But Sunny, Sunny had, like, faith in the prophecy, even though it was fake. And Sunny was, Sunny believed in herself, and she went and saved the world. So that was great. Like, Sunny's, even though Sunny's just this small little dragonette, she goes, she goes and basically changes Pyria, um, and it was all her as well, because all the dragonettes were going to quit. Um, and that is, I feel like that was great. Uh, I like this book as well, because there's, I know it is kind of mostly in the, um, in the desert, but there's also, but it, but there's so many scenes in it. There's that scene where she goes to Stone Movers, there's that scene where, um, the, the, um, the three Nightwings have captured her, uh, there's so many, there's so many other scenes as well. Uh, it's really good. So, yeah. I think that's that is my by far my favorite book in uh the first arc. The next book is Moon Rising where you get introduced to a new character called Moon Watcher. You also get introduced to Winter and you get to see more of Kibley um and Kinkaju as well. So, I think it's a really good book. Like there's there's a lot of detail in it. Um there's a lot of describing the Jade Mountain Academy. Um and you get to see what the dragonettes are up to sort of after they've stopped the war. And I think that's a really good book because that's the only one that kind of has the normal, like, Jade Mountain Academy in it. Like, you get to kind of see how the Jade Mountain Academy works and things like that. And they're, like, exploring around the place. Um, yeah, I think that was really cool. Uh, you also get to see inside everyone's minds, basically. It's just like having a book, like one, like a good thing about having like a book is that you get to see what it's like inside the character's mind. But the thing is, this book is like seeing in all the characters' minds. It's like a book about everyone, not just Moon, even though it is, even though Moon is the protagonist. Um, it is a bit annoying sometimes though because you, she, it's always going on about her headaches and stuff sometimes when you hear about a headache it makes you have a headache and you're just like no I don't want to have a headache but yeah it's a really good book so uh I do recommend reading that book a lot um I don't I think you could it's kind of a pickup book like you, you could just pick up on book six and start reading the whole thing I'm not really sure though because you kind of need to read uh, the first five as well, uh, to actually understand Wings of Fire, but it's sort of a pickup book where you could just pick up and start reading from six, but I do recommend if you have, if you haven't started reading Wings of Fire and you're listening to the podcast for some reason, uh, do recommend reading the first arc before you move on to the second one, so, yeah. The seventh book in this list, we're almost there, just three more to go. Um, we have Winter Turning. And Winter, this book is about Winter. We get to see what he does. We get to see how he, like, reacts to things. Um, I just, I just wanted to say real quick that I feel like 
like I kind of it's sweet how Moon and Kibley ended up together, and but the problem is is that Moon Moon didn't know how much it would hurt Winter because Winter threw his life away to be with Moon. He like he threw his life like he threw his ice wing rank away even though that like snowfall destroyed the gift of order spoiler for book uh 14 uh he threw his life and rank away just so he could be with moon and moon chose kibley and i just think that that broke winter's heart because he wanted to be with moon so much he was so desperate even though he yelled at her sometimes but like she was a little wacky sometimes I do like Moonbly though. I when when I heard that Kibley and Moon were together, I was just like, "Oh, that's sweet." But I do think that it did break Winter a little more than Moon intended for it to. Uh, also, okay, off topic, off topic. Um. So, basically, in this book, we get to hear about Winter, and we get to see who we get. We get to see. Well, I've already said this, but we get to see inside his mind. Um, we get to also see, like, what happens in the Ice Kingdom and how the ranks work. And Winter is really loyal to his family, but his family's not very loyal to him. And it took him a good while to figure that out, figure that his family, like, didn't really want him anymore. Um, yeah, his family's a little cruel because they just, they hate Winter so much. Like, even when Winter, um, was put in first place, like, I mean, I know that, oh my god, what was that? Um, sorry, I know that, I know that, like, they, like, Narwhal and Tundra put Winter in that spot, but, but they only put him there to kill him? Like, seriously, like, you have, you have dragonets for a reason you can't just put them in a high spot so you can kill them for your for the other dragonette to like be to be safe and to be strong again and all that stuff but yeah i think um but i'm glad that hailstorm is actually pretty nice and he's not just is not some backstabbing dragon who like who's like like uh narwhal and tundra and icicle because he's like he's really nice to winter um like he loves winter actually he doesn't he doesn't just like be rude to him and kind of abuse him a little bit so yeah i think it's a pretty good book though so the next book is escaping peril this book is book eight and the protagonist is peril uh we get to see how much peril thinks about clay in this book we also get to see a bit more on uh on the sky wings in this book we get to see we get to see how queen ruby sort of is um as a queen when i first heard of queen ruby like i thought i sort of just imagined that she would be grumpy and cruel like most sky wings but actually she's really um she's really really kind and she cares a lot about her tribe like she brought um she brought she brought doctors in from the other tribes to take care of the wounded wounded soldiers for the from the war i think that's really sweet um what else did she do uh she she knocked down um 
knocked down the prisoner towers because um the prisoner towers were basically pointless because a lot of I'm pretty sure a lot of the um dragons in the prisoner towers uh didn't really I'm sh- I'm pretty sure a lot of the dragons in the prisoner towers um didn't like do anything to deserve their spot in there i just think that it might have probably just been crimes of disloyalty and stuff like that and i think that's why ruby destroyed the prisoner towers um so yeah so the next book is book nine this is um talons of power and we get to see a bit more on um Coral's sons, uh, we know that they're a bit neglected by, uh, Coral, uh, they're not very cared for, just, like, but the daughter, that the daughters are, that's just because they're the future heirs, and she has, like, 32 sons, and, like, three daughters, so, yeah, but I feel like in that, but I feel like she, um, at the end of the book, Coral sort of started, um, to, like, care a lot more about her sons, and I guess she started talking to them because, uh, she wrote, she wrote a, um, because she wrote a letter to Turtle, say, like, saying what her brothers were up, what his brothers were up to and things like that. So I think that was really sweet. Um, I also get to see how it is for an animus. I don't think we've had a book for an animus yet. No, we haven't. Uh, he's the only book that we've seen about an animus except Darkstalker, uh, but Darkstalker is a legend, that's not a, um, that's not a, an actual book, even though we do get to see him use animus magic, but yeah, I think that's pretty cool how we get to see how animus magic works a lot, there's a lot of spells, like, I never understood animus magic when I first heard, when I first, like, um, read Anemone, um, like, casting a spell and stuff but when but when uh book nine and ten came around i just thought so that's how it works like like this is how this is how animus magic works you can basically enchant anything to do anything that is actually pretty cool um so yeah and then that that just introduces us to animuses a lot and it also introduces us to darkstalker uh, I actually bought Darkstalker's Lies in the beginning because I just thought that, like, they'd all be suspicious of him, and then he'd actually turn out being good, which is sort of how the story goes, but it's not really because he actually is evil, but, like, I th- I actually thought he would end up being good, and then they'd all be shocked that he's actually good, and they'd all, they'd all think they don't have those suspicions, um, on, on Darkstalker, and then when they, like, when they destroyed him, they'd realize he's actually good, and that would be a little plot twist there. Yeah, I thought that was what was gonna happen, but no, um, I did just buy Darkstalker's Lies, and that just makes me feel dumb, because I have bought Darkstalker's Lies, like, if Darkstalker was a real person and came to my school or something um i would probably buy his lies (laughs) 
Although, he did have everyone under a spell, so that does make it a lot easier to buy Darkstalker's Lies. And I think, too, he was trying to make people buy Darkstalker's Lies, um, so that then they could realize how bad he was. So, yeah. The last book in this list is book 10. This book is called The Darkness of Dragons, and this is by far my favorite book out of the whole entire, um, wings of fire series uh i just think that it's really cool you get to see more of sand wings which i love like hearing about sand wings and things like that it's a really it's a really cool concept and stuff uh yeah sand wings are fun like you get to sort of see what they do and things like that uh i think they have a sort of the best like like, I used to really like sea wings. Sea wings used to actually be my favorite tribe just because they were kind of the water dragons. But then when I realized that they were sort of like how they just spent their lives underwater. I just don't like underwater themes, to be honest. This is my honest opinion. You can like whatever you want to. But, like, I just don't like underwater scenes and, like, uh, like underwater um things. Like, I don't really like... Uh, I mean, no one likes Disney princess movies, really. Well, I don't like them, but, like, I especially don't really like The Little Mermaid because it's just kind of boring because they're just under the water the whole time. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying it'd be any better, though, if it was on land. It'd be probably worse if it was on land. I just don't really like it that much. Uh, like, when I was little, I didn't really like it. It's kind of boring. Um, but, yeah. Um... I think that, I think this book is just so good, like, you get to see Kibley, you get to see how smart he is, like, he, he seemed really smart in, like, uh, Moon Rising, but, like, you get to see how incredibly smart he is, like, I could never be this smart, I think it's kind of smart on, like, a fictional way, because if, if this, I don't think there's someone who's this smart, like, in real life. Um, I'm not saying, like, uh, Albert Einstein. I'm just saying that, like, someone who can just figure stuff out just by, like, looking about the place and observing. I'm not sure. That's, like, a really hard skill to learn, I bet. But, yeah, he... He just seems like he's an advisor to Queen Thorn as well at about the age of six, and at the end, in the epilogue, there's about, like, six epilogues just showing you what they're all doing. Like, you get to see Winter hunting for scavengers. You get to see Turtle getting a letter from his mom and his mom talking about how much uh, she loved him and stuff. Um, you also get to see... You get to see uh, Kibli and Moon together. You get to see... Um, what else you get to see peacemaker sort of being a naughty little dragonette after he literally almost just wrecked the world <laughs> it's quite funny how dark stalker how one strawberry can change dark stalker from this dragon who wrecks up the world to this dumb little dragonette that's gonna grow up and have a happy little life so that like I think that was a really clever idea. Although they could have just killed him because he kind of deserved it a little bit. Although he didn't really mean to do any of the things that he... He didn't mean to do any of these things that 
like he didn't mean to do them on a bad way but I feel like he wouldn't have been peaceful like he would have been peaceful to a lot of dragons but not winter or anemone and I just think if you want to be a peaceful dragon you gotta peace you gotta be peaceful to everyone like you can't just be peaceful to like you can't just be peaceful to some dragons and not to others so yeah okay um Next, after me rambling on about these 10 books, um, I have rated them on, I have rated all these books, um, they're all on, they're all on 10, so 1 is the best book, and 10 is the, that is the worst book. Okay, so at number 10, we have The Dark Secret. I just don't like The Dark Secret, personally, because I just don't think it's very good, um, like, don't get me wrong, I like Nightwings, they're pretty, they're a pretty cool tribe and things, but they just, it's just not very fun to read, because, because, like, like, they just, it's just, like, seeing how terrible Marosir is, and seeing how terrible the alternate dragonettes are, and also just seeing how unhealthy the Nightwings are, it's just not really fun to read, it's quite boring, it's quite like, oh, I have to get through this, um, the, uh, in the ninth place we have The Lost Air, I just think that The Lost Air is a pretty good book, it just didn't have enough detail much, like, basically it was just about, um, them going to um just about them going to the sea sealing um sealing kingdom and just seeing how they work um it was a pretty cool it was pretty cool when i first read it but then i just thought it was really boring um because there's nothing really big that happens other than tsunami saving little aqua and things like that um, and number eight, we have the Dragonette Prophecy. Uh, in the Dragonette Prophecy, well, I just, I think it's a pretty good book. It's just not very good. It's just not the best book. Like, it, I don't really like, I don't enjoy it that much, you know? Um, it's, it, I told, as I told you, it's like, it's only got, like, sort of three major big scenes. And there's only sort of, there's not much that happens in it other than, like, them escaping and then getting captured and things like that. So, yeah. Um, in the seventh place, we have Escaping Peril because, I don't know, I never really enjoyed Escaping Peril. Like, it's fun and stuff, but it's just not, it's not the most enjoyable book ever. In sixth place, we have The Hidden Kingdom. I think this is a pretty good book, um, because... Like, it's, it's one of the best, it's the second best book, in my opinion, uh, in, in the first arc, um, which is under The Brightest Night. I just think that it's, um, it's, I think it's just pretty good. You get to see how Glory is and stuff, and she's really, she's quite, like, she's pretty sweet actually like she like even though she's like quiet and sassy she's still sweet like she's still kind and things like that and then you get to see how the rain wings work and then you get to see her become queen 
that was a really fun thing watching the rain wing like reading the rain wings royal challenge and stuff like that um, i've also read it the graphic novel is pretty good as well um and number five we have winter turning uh i just i don't like winter that much he's a bit like he's kind and stuff but he's just not they could have put more to his character than him just sat there in a scavenger sanctuary for like the rest of his life um at number four we have the brightest night i just think the brightest night is a really good book because then we get introduced to book four we get introduced to a lot of really good characters like thorn and kibley and six claws and ostrich and smolder and like so many more characters as well um they do kind of spend a lot of time in the uh sandwing kingdom and the kingdom sand but i just think that's that's good like that's the only thing i actually think that's actually good where they actually stay in a place it might just be me being biased because i like sand wings a lot <laughs> um in third place we have moon rising i really like moon rising because you get to see how the jade mountain academy works and you get to see what they you sort of get to see what they what they do around there and like how they've set it up it's a really detailed book it's sort of like watching a movie but instead you're reading it uh, i cannot wait for that book to become a graphic novel um because then you get to see like every everything that goes on um you get to see what it looks like because i've kind of had trouble like sort of imagining how the um how the how the jade mountain academy works really like i had just a lot of trouble um doing that uh and number two i put talents of power because talents of power is a pretty good book i told you you get to see how animus magic works you also get to see uh coral um like loving turtle and turtle just wanting like, Turtle's always sort of wanted some love from his mother, and she and he finally got it, and he didn't even have to do anything. Um, he's basically a hero just because he sort of is himself. And, like, I feel like, I feel like that was just so sweet. Because you, get, you got to see how sort of Turtle, like, was started to be loved from Coral and stuff. But I feel like... Coral might have a bit of a hard job, though, to, like, try to love all of her children. She's got, like, 36 children, 35 children, not sure how much, not, not exactly sure how much. I think she's got, like, 30, 32 sons and three daughters. She's got three daughters, obviously, but 32 sons, man, that's a lot of love she got to give. And in number one spot, we have... Drumroll, please. We have Darkness of Dragons. You probably guessed that. I just love Kibley's character. Kibley's like really, really cool, but he's also sweet and kind, and he's funny as well. Um, he's like not he's not shy either. Like he's he's really chatty, and he's like I put in um like I put in my fan fiction. He's he was like he was really really chatty. He's really sociable. He's not like. Every, he's not ever really shy or anything he's always quite nice and he can just read a dragon like with just looking at them he can know like how they kind of act he can get a guess at their personality and i just think that's really cool because i've never actually i've never heard of a character like that that like just 
can look at a dragon and be like, okay, this dragon looks a bit shy, maybe approach her differently, or, oh, this guy looks, looks like, like, really, uh, he's really open, or this guy looks really lonely, you know, he can just do that by looking at them, by looking at their facial expressions, and, like, the way they maybe hold their wings or something, like, it's really, really cool to see how Kibley's mind works, um, so, yeah, this episode has been pretty long, so I'm gonna end it here, uh, also, uh, thanks again to Matu for giving me my first email, that is so nice of him, uh, and thanks again for all of you lovely listeners, uh, y'all are all great, um, and if you have any suggestions that you want me to do, you can email me at shortnessysandhybrid at gmail.com. Again, that's shortnessysandhybrid at gmail.com. Alright, everyone stay safe. Still a stupid pandemic with a stupid new Omicron variant. And be nice to people. Don't be mean. And goodbye.